our trips are really an opportunity for kids just to have a one week where they see a whole sea of families that look just like theirs. We only make one promise when you book a vacation with us. We promise that you will make friends for life. And we feel really confident making that promise. Very pleased to welcome Greg Kaminsky to the program today. Greg began his career as a travel entrepreneur more than 20 years ago, creating specialty cruise and resort vacations all over the world. Formerly the vice president of Atlantis Events, which is the world's largest gay tour operator, Greg co-founded Our Family Vacations in 2003, helping create the first company to offer customized vacations for LGBT family and friends. Greg Kaminsky, welcome to Family Travel Radio. Thank you. Glad to be here. So let's go back to the beginning of that career, which, like we said, was over 20 years ago. What was the the landscape of travel for LGBT families 20 years ago? What was and what was missing from the travel industry back then? Well, there really wasn't anything specifically offered for LGBT families. The company that I work for, Atlantis, is the largest gay tour operator. They created vacations specifically for gay men. There's a company, Olivia Travel, who we work closely with. They produced vacations for lesbians. So we just had sort of felt like there was an opportunity in a a hole in the market. You know, many, many more people in my community are creating families. And, you know, as you know, people like to travel with like-minded people. So we came up with the concept and uh, yeah, kicked it off in 2004. Greg, a lot of people come up with with cool ideas that they say, hey, this would be neat if we could do that. Or, oh, there's an opportunity over here. You did that. You actually took an idea, a good idea, and, and put it into action and created something really important out of it. So tell me a little bit more about just your personal background that gave you the drive and the tools to actually put your plan into action. Sure. Well, again, you know, I, I have to compliment the companies that came before me, Olivia, Atlantis, and RCP, you know, so what we really created kind of another version of what they were doing, but with families in mind, we didn't really realize how impactful the trips would be for their families. There was really no such thing as an LGBT family community, you know, where there's a big group of, you know, families, usually kids with same-sex parents may have one other family in their class. So our trips are really an opportunity for kids just to have a one week where they, you know, they see a whole sea of of families that look just like theirs. Um, So, you know, both the kids and the parents sometimes have some unique challenges. And so the vacations are a little more than just fun. I mean, I think they they do impact people in, in ways that stick with them the rest of the year. I use that word impact several times there. Travel is impactful on its own, but just thinking about, like you said, these families and especially the children who don't regularly get to interact with families that look like theirs. Do you have any stories, anything you can that just percolates to the top of your mind of a story of a family or, or a child who had just this particularly transformative, impactful, powerful experience because they were able to connect with those like-minded families? You know, we've, we have kids that I've known since they were babies and now, um, you know, getting high school graduation announcements from them. The kids really stick together. I mean, I, again, I, I watch the kids that grow up with us. We we don't always do a full buyout. Sometimes we'll take four or five hundred people on a large cruise ship. And and when we first looked at that concept, you know, we were a little hesitant. Like, you know, how are the kids going to be once they're in you know a, a ship of six thousand people? They still stick together. Again, they they share so much 
home life experience. I believe travel, you make incredible connections, but on our trips, there really is this community that's taken off that I would love to say Callie and I take responsibility for it. We feel very respectful for it, but it's amazing. I mean, there's a, there's a thing on Facebook. People always tag us in their photos when they visit each other. So every day I'm seeing families that met on one of our trips that get together and I got it. It makes me tear up every single day. It makes me go to an emotional place too. Just thinking about, you know, that we all, I can't say we all, I can't speak for everyone on planet earth, but most people I know and associate with, we want to leave some sort of impact. We want to create some sort of a legacy and be able to look back and say that the world is a little bit better than I found it because of something I did or some action I took. And I think what you just described, I mean, good Lord, how many families have you touched individually? And then how many, you know, just the butterfly effect, the ripple effect, whatever you want to, however you want to call it. It's just, it's got to be remarkable. Yeah. I mean, we've had more than 20,000 guests that have traveled with us and, you know, we only make one promise, you know, when you book a vacation with us. And that is that we promise that you will make friends for life. (laughs) And we feel really confident making that promise. Well, if you've had 20,000 people who have made friends for life, I mean, your, your legacy is going to live on for generations to come. And that's, that's got to be an amazing feeling for you and for, for Kelly and your whole community. So Greg, I saw you and Kelly speak at the Family Travel Association Summit back in 2018, and you were very candid in your remarks about certain destinations being more LGBT friendly than others. And you said it in the context of how LGBT families make up a large portion of the overall economy and especially the travel economy and destinations are really missing out on a lot of business because of their attitudes and because of their policies. You talk about that a little bit. Sure. I think LGBT families do travel the same as straight families. It's, you know, as if you're an LGBT parent, you're looking for things that are family friendly. Um, Obviously you want, you know, a lot of options for your kids to do and for adults to do. Um, But then we have sort of another layer that we look at, which is, you know, are we welcome in that destination? And then even another more important element is are LGBT residents in that destination safe? Um, You know, a lot of people will, you know, try to say, why don't you bring your group, you know, to our property or our resort? You know, we're, we're very LGBT friendly and, Sometimes our answer is, well, that's great, but my LGBT brothers and sisters that live in those countries may not be safe. And so we're not, we just usually choose not to spend money in those destinations. That's a very compelling story. And it really transcends the LGBT community. And even here in the straight community that we want to do everything we can to, to support our, our fellow human beings. For straight families who want to support the LGBT cause, especially in, in travel, has your mess has that message really broken into to the mainstream as far as getting that story out and identifying those locations that are particularly LGBT friendly, as well as the ones that are not? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, again, I, I we can get really political with travel, and you know, sometimes at the end of the day, I say like, oh my god, it's just a vacation, like uh, where you want to go. Um, but there have been changes. I mean, I'll use Sandals Resorts, for example, um, for years only did not allow same-sex couples. And when Canada passed same-sex marriage, um, and a lot of Canadians, as we both know, they're, they're big buyers of all-inclusive resorts, they demanded that Sandals open up to same-sex couples. Otherwise, this, the country wouldn't support them. So there are changes. And 
you know, another country I can use as an example, that is a wonderful destination, you know, Jamaica has fantastic, beautiful beaches, you know, great people. It's just not a very safe country for LGBT residents. It's getting better, but they're constantly in dialogue with all LGBT organizations. So I know that they are reaching out to our community. The difficult part is, you know, as we all know, with family travel, you know, maybe U.S. families take one big vacation a year. So if you're going to take that one big vacation, you're probably going to go somewhere that kind of checks off all the boxes. You're not going somewhere where you're maybe feel like you're welcome. That's interesting. And tell me, like as a business person, there's that push and pull between just trying to influence people to just do what's right, but then also knowing that the economy drives so many things. And if you can convince people to do the right thing by withholding business, that eventually you could get them to do the right thing. But if they're doing it just for the dollars and not necessarily because it's the right thing to do, tell me about just the kind of the push and pull between doing what's right and then flexing your your economic muscles. I mean, you know, I I look at it the same way we look at sort of like this eco travel and, you know, not everybody is going on vacation and cleaning beaches. Um, So again, I I think it's an individual choice um, and something that, you know, as an LGBT person, it's just something we look at. Like I want to go to Russia, but you know, Russia's horrible right now for LGBT residents there. So we just choose not to travel there. But there's also places in our own country. In Mississippi, we can be denied health care based on religion. And so, you know, we've looked at some of the American river, river cruise lines that would go through Mississippi, and we just want to take people there. Because if some, one of our guests got hurt and somebody refused to treat us based on their religion, you know, just not something I'm doing. So it's everywhere. But, you know, again, we're, we're, that's really kind of gone down to the weeds. Your business partner, Kelly, was quoted in an article for Travel Age West, where she said that the most important thing for LGBTQ parents to do is pack their documentation and licenses for their marriage and their families. And and Greg, that's just not something that the straight family has to think about. So I love that she's bringing things like that to the fore. And like it sounds absurd that that would have to be the case, but that is the reality that we are living in. How do you expect that to evolve over the next few years? Well, you know, before we had legal gay marriage, most of our families, you know, there's different trends that happen. People would create families in our community and they used to hyphenate the names. So, you know, maybe you and your kids would have your wife and and your last name hyphenated. Where the people got into trouble was, that's still a different last name. When I met Kelly, um, she had a different last name. She has four kids and we were on a ski vacation and I mean, it's a simple story, but she has a different last name than her kids. Her kids have the last name of her ex-partner. And we went to the urgent care and they were like, well, who are you? And she's like, well, I'm the mother. It was just this whole long conversation about like, well, how, how are you the mother? You don't have the same last name. And so, yeah, we do recommend in our community that people do travel, you know, with paperwork. Now today I will say with legal gay marriage in the U S most, um, families are the trending now to, to all take one name. And so that does help. Um, again, that's an issue that we come up with that, you know, people don't, you know, the other thing is we adopt from all over the world. We also have, you know, many of our families are multiracial, 
So again, it's another layer where people, you know, that at a hotel desk or a cruise line, you know, they, they get confused because everyone looks different. And so, you know, people just aren't accustomed to just throws them for a little bit. So, you know, I will say travel companies and hotels and cruise lines, they are training their staff now. I mean, it's a whole new world from when we started. Well, and thank goodness for that. And, and maybe 20 years from now, who knows? Hope, I mean, hopefully we're going to continue trending in the right direction. Yeah, we absolutely are. I mean, like I, I was just saying, we, we took 500 people on a large Royal Caribbean ship and, you know, people always come up to us and say, what is your group? And we've never, we always tell everyone what our group is. And I've never had one issue, not, not one. So people are excited to learn more about us. And, you know, they see our families and having fun, beautiful, and the kids are amazing. And so, yeah, it, the world is definitely changing in the right direction. You say that so casually that, oh, we just, we took 500 people on a cruise ship. Like it's just, <laughs> it just speaks to your, just your overwhelming experience that like, yeah, that's, that's something that you guys do. Cause you've got the experience, you've got the expertise, but getting 500 people from anywhere to do anything together for any length of time is a, is a feat in and of itself. So really impressed with the business you've built and then just moving this, not just travel, but LGBT family travel forward and keeping this conversation and just keep pushing that. Unfortunately, you're pushing a boulder up a hill, but you're going to get to the top and it's going to, it's going to be beautiful on the other side. I'm, I'm very confident for you. Oh, thank you. So let's talk about just universal truths or just universal lessons. In your opinion, what can families with opposite sex parents who don't necessarily have to experience some of the trials and tribulations, what can, what can we learn from LGBT families when it comes to travel as a bonding experience? You know, I always look to go beyond, you know, what you normally travel for. Like, I mean, it's not, you know, travel is not just about going to sit on a beach. Like maybe it's learning something, you know, I love, you know, I just did ancestry.com. So, you know, I would recommend taking your kids to, you know, maybe go back in your roots and learn about, you know, learn about where your family comes from. And so then travel becomes more than just a vacation. It becomes a learning experience. And our trips have that sort of built in, you know, so we already know, you know, we, we, we say like we could go sit in a ballroom and just bring the families together and still have that impact, but just to never forget how impactful travel can be. Greg, what sort of resources do you provide or can you recommend for LGBT families to, to do their research about which destinations are not just gay friendly, but that may have certain restrictions or documentations or regulations that they really need to be hyper aware of in their travels? Well, one, and I'm saying this because we are travel advisors, but I highly recommend using travel advisors when you book your vacation, because then it becomes their job. And then you don't have to be an LGBT travel advisor to sell our travel. But, you know, if I'm booking someone's individual travel, then I take that lead. You know, I want people to walk into a hotel and not have the person at the desk say, are you sisters? Or, you know, when you both go on a cruise ship and you're a same-sex couple, you know, the bed type should be appropriate for your relationship. And, you know, that's something as a travel advisor that I can double and triple check just because, you know, you want to start your vacation. You know, you go on vacation, you don't want to walk into a room and have twin beds. Or, you know, walk up to a hotel desk and have somebody say, um, are you sisters? That's not the end of the world, but it just sort of throws your travel experience. So, you know, I would say 
Sure, you can do your own research, but there's so many amazing travel advisors that can do that for you. That's being one of them. <laughs> yeah, our family vacations absolutely being one of those. Now, Greg, just anecdotally, I can say that the cruise industry may be moving in the right direction because we cruise with some friends fairly regularly, once a year, maybe every other year. And we have two of our friends, single, straight, just confirmed bachelors, but they share a room together. And the last, I believe it was the last three cruises we've been on, their beds have been together. Yeah when they've gotten the room and had to ask them to separate them. So perhaps they're trending in the right direction there. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think, you know, just kind of the way the cruise industry is set up, I think they always assume beds are together. So it's said, you're right. It's, now it's, it's the reverse. If you want separate beds that you have to do that. Um, but if somebody does see, you know, two male names, you know, they always think initially like, Oh, it must be friends. Same thing as really a lot of the hotels, you know, we get that all the time, you know, where people will say, oh, two, two beds. I'm like, no, no, one bed is good. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a really good point. And I can only say this from my point of view, but it seems like it would be less off-putting for two straight guys to ask for, for the beds to be separated than for a gay couple to have to ask for them to be put together. That just seems like a more awkward conversation to me. Yeah. I mean, again, the, uh, there's so many little stories. I mean, I, I was at a wedding couple years ago and my husband went to bed before me and I had my little nightcap at the bar and I forgot my hotel key and I went to the desk and I had booked the room in his name and I just forgot to put myself on the room but I could, I could recite all the information I could even recite his credit card by her and they oh, said wow. oh, we have to have security take you out and just felt I felt offended because you know, we, we don't have each other's last names. Had I had the same name, they wouldn't have thought twice about it. So, you know, it's, again, I think it's, there's a little extra planning maybe on our part, but hotels also can do a better job and they are doing a, a better job, but it's, it's just one of those situations that occasionally occurs. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see we're trending in the right direction. Yes. And we here at the Family Travel Association here at Family Travel Radio, we're fully on board to help spread the message and help you push that boulder up the hill and get over the top and coast down the other side. And it may not happen today or tomorrow, but you know we're committed to, to family travel in all of its various forms. And that's the thing with family travel. It's such a, such a loose term. Like what is family travel anyway? It takes as many different forms as there are families on earth. And that certainly includes the LGBT families. And we want you to know out there in the family travel radio audience that our family vacations is there to help plan those vacations and do those group tours. And And Greg and Kelly are here to support family travel in their community. Greg Kaminsky, really appreciate you taking the time, my friend. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. You know that there's more to life than your work. But do your kids know? Last year, 55% of American parents didn't use all their vacation days. Taking time off to travel lets you show your kids different sides of the world and different sides of yourself. Like the side that does things like this. Family travel is easier and more affordable than you might think. You brought them into this world, now show it to them. Discover the possibilities at familytravel.org. Hey, it's Aaron Schlein. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Family Travel Radio. All the notes for this episode and for every episode of the podcast are available at familytravel.org slash radio. All right, my friend, until we meet again, this is Aaron Schlein for Family Travel Radio, and I am signing off. <laughs>